What's up, world? Welcome back to another episode of Just Grow It, the podcast. I'm your host, Big City Gardener, and today, this is the Summer Squash Grow Guide episode. Let's get to it. If I had to guess what the top three most commonly grown vegetables in home gardens are, I'd say something like tomatoes, probably some sort of leafy green, and then summer squash. Everybody loves summer squash, and I'm one of those people that does too. You can eat it cooked, you can eat it raw, you can even turn it into all sorts of baked goods. That's probably why everybody loves to grow it. Oh yeah, we can't forget that the flowers of the squash are even edible as well. Squash is one of those plants that loves the warm weather. What's important to know is that there are different varieties of squash and you need to make sure you are planting the ideal variety for your area. All squash, regardless of the variety you choose to grow, will have pests that are on the hunt for your squash. I personally prefer to grow varieties that do not have to deal with the squash vine borer. If you don't know about the squash vine borer, consider yourself lucky. That means that you probably live in the Midwest over to the west side. But if you happen to live anywhere on the east and then down south, you know all about the SVB or squash vine borer. Squash plants have two flowers, a male flower and a female flower. And in order to actually produce squash, the pollen needs to make it from the male flower all the way over to the female flower. Now, if you didn't know, there is a difference between summer squash and winter squash. And no, it's not when you plant them. See, you actually plant summer squash and winter squash at the same time. The main difference is summer squash grow more like a bush, while winter squash are more of a vine. Summer squash is a quick-growing, thin-skinned squash. Think yellow crookneck squash or green zucchini that you see in the grocery store year-round. Winter squash usually have a hard exterior, and they can be stored for months if stored properly. Think about butternut squash or acorn squash or even spaghetti squash. Now, this episode, we're really going to focus on summer squash. So let's talk about the different varieties of summer squash. When people talk about growing summer squash, they talk about three main varieties. Variety number one is called Pepo cucurbita. These are bright skinned varieties. These are also the ones that are usually carved or decorated for Thanksgiving. But other members of this family include crookneck squash, zucchini, acorn squash and even spaghetti squash that's right the last two are winter squash the first two are summer squash underneath the pepo cucurbita umbrella the next variety is called the pepo moscata variety and these are usually the pumpkin varieties think bright orange flesh these varieties are grown specifically for cans and for pumpkin pies. They tend to have an oblong or irregular shape, and they tend to have pale exterior skin. So we're talking about butternut squash and things like that. That is the subspecies of the Pepo moscata. Third and final subspecies is the Pepo maxima. These are the giant pumpkins that people usually grow for county fairs and things like that. 
If you happen to live on the East Coast or down South and you deal with the squash vine borer, those are known to attack the Pepo cucubrita, the first of the three subspecies that I mentioned. So if you find yourself battling the squash vine borer every year, try growing a different subspecies. Now, you may not get your green zucchinis or your yellow crookneck squash, but there are many different varieties of squash out there to try. Now that we know about the different subspecies, let's talk about how to actually grow summer squash. Summer squash is another crop that, in my opinion, should be directly seeded into the garden. I say that, but today I started some squash seeds in little four-inch containers. But that's just because I plan on moving them out to the garden quickly. Now, I recommend directly seeding your squash seeds because they're another plant that don't like to have their roots disturbed. Because squash seeds are so easy to grow, this is one of the crops that I avoid whenever I head to my local nursery. I normally don't have to thin my squash because I usually only plant one seed per hill or one seed per container. If the seed doesn't germinate, then I'll just come back and plant another one. I'm not a big fan of putting multiple squash seeds in a hole or container. Now, when should I be planting summer squash? On average, most summer squash take about 55 days to go from seed to harvest. So you want to make sure you are planting it after your last frost date. Once the soil temperatures have warmed up to over 60 degrees, you can go ahead and directly seed those seeds outside. Now, you want to plant squash in an area that receives full sun. As a matter of fact, the amount of sun that the squash plant receives is directly correlated to the size of the fruit that you will get. So, if you plant a squash plant in an area that is extremely shaded, you can expect to only receive small squash. This right here is probably the most important thing or the best information in this episode. If you live in an area that has to deal with the squash vine borer, then I recommend either planting your squash as early in the spring as possible or skipping a spring summer crop and not planting your seeds until the end of the summer for a fall harvest. And that's just because of the squash vine borer and when it is active. Look, if you want to learn more about the squash vine borer, check out the episode where we talk about squash vine borers. Summer squash are one of those crops that need a lot of space. So this isn't the kind of crop that you're going to cram into or fit into your garden. This is the kind of crop that you need to plan your garden around. And that's because if you crowd squash plants, you'll end up getting powdery mildew all over the plants before you even have a chance to have a decent harvest. I try to space my squash plants about two to three feet apart. Now, this year I'm going to try to do something differently and I'm going to try to grow my squash vertically. When I say grow vertically, this is a little bit different. These squash don't have tendrils that will attach to a trellis. So when I say grow vertically, all I'm going to do is get that main stem and tie it to a stake. So that way, as it grows, I'm pulling it higher and higher up the stake. This way, I should be able to fit more squash into my growing area, and I should be able to increase the air circulation around my squash. 
which is very important when it comes to avoiding powdery mildew. You want to learn more about powdery mildew? Check out the recent episode where we talk about powdery mildew, what it is, and how to avoid it. If you don't have a lot of space in your garden beds for zucchini or summer squash, don't worry. These are another crop that grow extremely well in containers. They have a shallow root system, so you need to make sure that you water the container consistently and properly. And you don't even need a big container for these squash because their root system is so shallow. Now, as summer squash grows and gets bigger, you will need to apply fertilizer. I normally work a slow-release organic fertilizer or compost into the soil prior to planting, and then I will apply a liquid fertilizer as soon as I see the plant put out its first flowers. Now, I don't mean that first flower when the plant's only two inches tall. I mean after it's been growing in the garden for about two to three weeks, and it has a decent size to it, once it gets its first true flower, then I will apply fertilizer to the plant. Since we're talking about flowers, let's go a little bit deeper into pollination. Have you ever been growing squash and you start to see a small little fruit form and then all of a sudden it turns yellow, shrivels up, and falls off the plant? Well, that's usually due to a lack of pollination. Now, if you want to increase your pollination rate, you can plant more perennials, plant more annual flowers in your garden to attract these beneficial insects and pollinators to your garden, or you can manually pollinate your plants. In order to manually pollinate your squash, you're going to need to get something like a paintbrush or a Q-tip. You're then going to touch or rub the inside of the male flowers and then transfer that pollen to the female flower. How do we know which flower is the male or the female flower? Don't worry, I got you. Check it out. The male flowers grow on long stems away from the main stem, while the female flowers grow closer to the main stem or main trunk of your plant. You can also tell the difference between the male and the female flower by looking at the inside of the flower. Since squash is one of the most grown vegetables in home gardens, or fruit in home gardens and we love them that means that the pests love them just as much as we do common pests that can affect your squash plants are squash bugs squash vine borers and even thrips the most common diseases that affect our squash plants are powdery mildew and downy mildew let's get back to the squash bugs squash bugs they're like aphids or white flies they are sap suckers. They pierce the leaves of the plant and suck juices from your plant. But at the same time, while they do this, they are also injecting toxins into the plant. How can you tell if you have squash bugs? You'll notice your leaves start with little yellow spots. Then those yellow spots turn brown and then eventually crunchy. Squash bugs are about a half inch long with a gray or brown body. Now, Young squash bugs usually hide on the underside of the leaves. So, when inspecting your plants daily, make sure to look at both sides of the leaves. If you notice a lot of squash bugs on the bottom of the leaf, simply cut that leaf off of your plant and throw it in the trash. Or, cut the leaf off the plant and step on it, dunk it in some insecticidal soap, whatever you want to do, just remove the baby squash bugs from the plant. 
Let's talk about four ways to help prevent squash bugs. One, manually remove them. If you notice squash bugs on your plant, cut them off and remove them. Two, set traps for the squash bugs. Three, and what I think is the most important one, plant resistant varieties. Find varieties that aren't affected by the squash bugs and then fill your garden with those. Even though we love the green zucchinis and the yellow crookneck squash, if we're having to deal with bugs all the time, that takes a lot of fun out of gardening. And four, you can add a physical barrier, some type of row cover over your plants to keep them safe from the squash bugs. Now, I'm not actually going to go into detail about how to prevent or kill the squash vine borers because I have an entire episode on that. Let's talk about pruning our summer squash. In all honesty, you don't need to do a lot of pruning to these squash. I usually just remove the lower leaves to help keep them from resting on the ground. Now, since I'm going to try to grow these plants vertically this year, I will probably remove a lot more of those bottom leaves than I normally would if I was growing this in sort of a mound or bush style. Just make sure if you are pruning any leaves off of your plant that you are using clean pruners. All sorts of fungal diseases and spores are all over those leaves. So if we're going to remove infected leaves from plants, every time we remove a leaf, we should then clean our pruners before removing another leaf. This way we can stop or at least slow down the spread of the fungal diseases. Let's get to the best part, and that is harvesting our summer squash. As much as you may be tempted to grow the biggest squash on the block, I would resist doing that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you to harvest your squash when they're young and tender, before the seeds even have a chance to really develop. And this is usually about the time our green zucchinis and our crookneck squash are around five inches. Now, if you plant multiple squash plants, then let me tell you how you can impress some of your friends or your significant other. Harvest the squash blossoms. That's right. The squash blossoms are also edible. You can stuff them, you can deep fry them, or you can even saute them. Whenever you go to harvest the squash, be careful. You can harvest squash by grabbing it with your hand, turning it counterclockwise before pulling it from the plant, but sometimes you can break or damage the plant. So, as always, I'm going to recommend you get your favorite pruners or kitchen shears and simply cut the squash where it attaches to the main stem. That way, you alleviate any chances of possibly damaging the squash or the squash plant. And that's it. That's the ultimate crash course or grow guide for growing summer squash. Guess what? The episode's over. But you know I gotta ask you for something, man. I can't just give you all this information for nothing. So... I'm asking you to please recommend this show to as many people as you know or leave me a five-star review and comment. Look, I have a goal and I'm on a mission to turn Just Grow It into a top 10 gardening podcast and I can only do that with your help. You, 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 you. So please share it, like it, follow it, all that good stuff. Now, here's some homework for you. Until next time, find out when your last frost date is, 
order a couple of seed packs of a new squash variety that you haven't grown yet. And then once your soil is warm enough, head outside, put your hands in the dirt, and just grow it. Until next time, you guys take it easy, man.